The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like this show, we encourage you to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Hit that follow button, please. You can always give us a like or a good review or whatever. We like attention. If you want your own podcast, we actually produce them here at Boston Podcast Network in our Westwood Mass studios or anywhere around the globe via the magic of that Internet thing. And we'll send you out a quality USB mic to get you started. We'll take care of the whole thing from start to finish. Go to pod617.com to get started. And so what we do on the show is we talk to people doing cool stuff. That's basically the that's kind of the unofficial slogan of the show, I guess. I don't know. But so we like to talk to entrepreneurs We've got a couple entrepreneurs that look like they just graduated kindergarten. To me, anyways, I'm an old guy, but it's appropriate that I'm talking about how young they are because they are the junk teens. And before you think, like, junky, like, do they dress? uh, No, they dress pretty nicely today, actually. It's a junk removal service. It's a company that they came up with. And so Kirk and Jake McKinney are in the house here in the studio. How are you guys doing? We're I'm good. good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was about as uh, good a roll-up as I could do this early in the morning. This is the first podcast of the day. So cut me some slack, people. So, Kirk, you are a college student, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I go to Babson College. Very cool. And and Jake, you're a senior in high school. That's correct. At Westwood High, right? Yep. Okay. Right nearby, which is cool. So, I mean, the obvious question is, where did this start? What led you to your love of junk and and kirk do you want to take that one first i don't know yeah yeah definitely so it all started this one day when i was riding bikes with my friend and we discovered the dump and then (laughs) at the dump is this in in westwood in dover actually it's it's down the street from my house but we i found this set of speakers that i thought looked really good and i ended up taking them home and they worked and I was so excited that I had found those that I had just kept going back over and over until my room was eventually full of audio equipment. Really? And my mom was not happy about that, so <laughs> she wanted me to, like, throw it all away. And in that moment, I was almost, like, forced into being an entrepreneur because I had all this value in front of me, mm. and I didn't want to just throw it away. So I thought, like, what can I do? So I started selling it. Mm. And from there... One thing led to another. I continued to sell things from the dump for a, about a year. And then after that, like... Oh, hold on a minute. Let me let me ask you one thing. So you go to the dump. This is fascinating because one man's trash is another man's treasure. Exactly. And it's... it's. I'm always... I always wonder. You look at yard sales and garage sales and, and you look at the dump and, and, and I live in an apartment complex and people leave stuff like right by the dumpster that is like actual like stuff. Like, there was a Santa Claus doll that you plug in and he dances and stuff. I almost took it. I was really close to taking it. I talked myself out of it. But so my question is, how 
like you take the speakers home, not all of them work, right? I mean, mm, you, not you, not all of the time, but I ended up finding an electrical outlet at the dump that I would test things at. <laughs> oh, so cool I got, move there. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Okay. <laughs> and so, so you started selling stuff, mm-hmm. and that then you start to think bigger. Yeah, yeah. So the guys at the dump did a little bit of junk removal on the side. So they saw how hard working I was coming every single day that they were open, almost every hour that they were open. And they invited me to come and work with them. So the first time I worked with them, they paid me very well. Mm. And I just, I kept coming back because it was like, I'm making the same doing this as I am selling junk and I enjoy both. So Mm. why not try this more? And then I eventually realized, like, if they're able to pay me that much and make money themselves, this is something that I could do myself. So that was during the time that when I had first got our first pickup truck that I was going to use to sell more things more efficiently. Mm. So then after working with these guys, kind of learning the business a little bit, I went off and wanted to do it myself. And my brother was the first person next to me that I think would be the best person to start with. Mm -hmm. And did you agree with this right away, Jake? Because you're allowed to say no and be honest with me. Why is my brother talking to me about junk? What did you think? No, definitely. I mean, Kirk's always kind of had the entrepreneurial spirit and seeing him selling things got me interested into the whole like, like, oh, he's making so much money, but I'm still over here playing video games. So (laughs) why don't I try to up my game and kind of get on the same level he is? So I jumped right on the opportunity with him. I thought it was a great way. Instead of going to work at Roach Brothers or another grocery store here and there, I just thought might as well just try to do our own thing. So that's really what motivated me to get started and then working with my brother is, I mean, we not have only been like working with like yard work and stuff together, but we always used to play together and whatnot. So we're all just always together. So it's a, I have two younger, I have two younger brothers and the time we spent together was probably like 80% playing together and having a blast and 20% fighting and just beating the shit out of each other. And then I was like happy when my youngest brother came along and the two of them started fighting more, so it just gave me some free time. But you don't end up having junk fights, do you? Oh, is yeah. There, oh, there junk time. fights? Yeah. I would, like, ever <laughs> since we were younger, there's always fighting. Of it's, it's not, like, never perfect, but I'd say over the years, as we get more mature and we work together, we start to realize, like, we, each of our strengths and where we're positioned best in a company and just in general we understand each other better so over time there's less fighting but there's just a certain dynamic of brotherhood that's always there and it definitely makes it a lot easier to argue and <laughs> I, I see that but you're not throwing audio equipment at each other ho- no, I hope. Okay, no. that would be painful right but okay so i still i still am a little fuzzy on the business model i mean junk removal i know is a real thing because i've moved a few times over the past few years and you just have crap i had oh this is the worst i had a my buddy had a bunch of furniture that he was just looking to get rid of and i thought i've got space sure i'll take it one one was a, a pull-out couch and it was in pretty good shape but it was old so it was as heavy as you can it was so friggin heavy and so I ended up, it wasn't a good place for my apartment. I ended up putting it in my garage. The thing sat in my garage for like eight years and I just couldn't get rid of it. And I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, why did I take this thing? So I had to call somebody to, to haul it out. And there are other things that sometimes it's hard to throw stuff away, right? Like, like what are some of the things that, that you just can't 
put in the trash? Yeah, like, so I would say probably the the hardest thing would be like a mattress, like a bed, yeah. spring. And those are really a, a very common pickup for us and something that, I mean, a lot of people can, can try to figure out a certain way to get rid of their things, like a couch, give it away for free, stuff like that. But with the, the mattresses, they're just really tricky for everyone to get rid of. So people even tell us, yeah, we've already tried to get rid of this multiple ways, but it's really just the, the last resort where we have to call you guys. But we're happy to um, to give you the, the call. So mattresses are probably the, the number one. Yeah, I tried to throw away a mattress at one of my apartment complexes. I just put it by the dumpster, and, like, they emailed me and said, we have you on camera, like, disposing of your mattress. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. So I had to call uh See, if I knew you guys, I would have called you. I called 1-800-JUNK or something. But so you don't sell any items now, or do you? When you when you take stuff away, do, do you keep some stuff or what? Yeah, yeah, so our main business is removing junk right now, but we also have a warehouse in Norwood that we do bring things to donate, repurpose, and occasionally sell. Mm-hmm. But we really don't make much money off of it, and we just do it so that we're not throwing everything away. So what? So you get a piece of, say, you get a stereo that it doesn't work, or whatever, some big electronic thing, and you guys take it away. But where do you where do you take it, Jake? Do you want to take that one? Definitely. So with the electronics, they're a little trickier because they have to go into like a certain like kind of separated area at the dump. So we go to a couple different transfer stations, but the one up in Wellesley is our our favorite usually. So. They kind of separate everything with, like, the wood, the trash, the metal, and then, of course, the electronics, mattresses, like, light bulbs, all those kind of sorts of, like, odds and ends. So the electronics go into one of those kind of separated areas, and then they kind of ship them off from there. That's not really our end of the business. We're more so you guys pay them a fee, but exactly. but your your customers are paying a lot more to get rid of the stuff, right? Yes, correct. So do you have, is it just you you two guys, or are there more people that work with you? There are more people. Yeah. We have, we actually have a full-time guy who decided that college wasn't for him, so we're offering, offering him a, a full-time position with us for the year, mm. and we also have a lot of... strong? Yeah. yeah. You have to be we're, strong. We're, we're all strong. <laughs> yeah. And um, you got to wear the gloves. Yeah. Mm. Yes. You definitely. guys, you guys look strong. I mean, they look like strapping young men. But you are on the thin side. I was super skinny as a teen as well. A different podcast. Anyway, go ahead. But yeah, Please continue. We also have a lot of the local high schoolers come and help. I have friends from Babson that come in sometimes, and I hopefully Jacob gets into Babson, which he wants to apply. Are you listening, Babson? And, come on. Yeah. Please. You got an aspiring entrepreneur here. And I think when if Jacob gets into Babson, I think we can offer a lot more of those opportunities to other Babson kids as well mm-hmm. once once he's out of high school. So either way, I think we we really want to be able to continue to provide for young people a lot of opportunity. And that's what Junk Teens is all about. That's why we named it Junk Teens because we're all teenagers. And, I mean, it might not necessarily be a teenager, but, like, as long as we're young – and we're like in like in the age of being in school around that like young guys hustling that's what we're all about mm. so what differentiates you like and Jake I'll throw this one your way mm-hmm. are there things that your company does better than like the like we know what the, I'm not going to mention the I might have mentioned them earlier but I don't I don't want to mention other junk removal companies cuz that would defeat the purpose of having you guys on today but 
But there are plenty of them, and they advertise, right? There's, some of them have big advertising budgets. What What do you guys do better? So, I mean, to separate us mostly is really just the age difference, like Kirk was saying with the, the teens and everything. People love hiring the young guys. They they love the hustle out of us, so mm-hmm. we do our best to, to bring that to the table. But then besides that, just the all-around great service, I mean, we get back to people right away, get them on the schedule. We're usually coming within the, the next day or two, so don't have to wait too mm-hmm. much to get the items taken away and Besides that, it's it's very standard to a, a regular company. Another yeah, another thing I would like to add is that it's it's all local young guys that you can trust. And at the end of the day, like you can have anyone come and remove your junk. So who do you want to come and remove the junk for you? The like an, an older guy, a big corporation, or the young hustlers? And that's that's what we're all about. Yeah, you're so when you're hiring junk teens, you're you're supporting a burgeoning business, and what wouldn't you rather do that than line the pockets of a corporation? And I mean, I'm just thinking, you don't have to tell me, but like when we hire you guys, you guys are probably getting most of the fruits of your labor. If you hire one of the big companies, you're probably getting someone who's not getting paid a ton, right? And and I would think that more of the money would be going to the company. I don't know. Yeah, we're all of our guys and everyone that comes in, we're all full of energy and we love what we do. All right, so you have a presence on social media. So, first of all, where do people find you on social media? Yeah, uh, I Kirk? would say we're we're all over, but our main platforms right now are TikTok and Instagram, but eventually we'll start posting on YouTube. I feel like I'm kind of trying to master each platform at a time. TikTok, we're doing really well on, and now my attention's on Instagram. Once I build our Instagram up, my goal is to get us to 10K followers, and then I'm going to really start focusing on YouTube. All right, so uh, why? why you're, 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 I mean, uh, your business is pretty simple. You remove junk. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you need to be fancy and clever on social media for? So there's actually a couple main reasons. One of them is because... Like, we're teenagers, young people are on social media. So when I'm not a teenager anymore, how am I going to have the power to continue to reach teenagers? Social media is going to be a big tool. Mm -hmm. And also, all of the kids that work with us, they get to look at the social media and see themselves and see what we're all about. People know what we're doing and what they're going to be doing when they come to work for us before they even come to work because they see what we do on social media. How long are TikTok videos? TikTok, it can be anywhere from like 15 seconds to a minute, but you can make like three-minute videos. I usually don't go over like a minute. Mm. So I'm looking at a a TikTok post by you guys. It says, uh, POV, point of view, teenagers get their own warehouse. And who is this that we're looking at throwing paint? That's me right there. Okay. (laughs) So you're in kind of a confined space, and you're throwing paint on the walls Okay, that, now it's pretty cool. It's very visual. There's a lot of color here. It's like Walt Disney threw up. So what 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 was going on? what was going on there? Was that just decorating yeah, the warehouse? I think that room was kind of boring, and <laughs> I I was on a job, and I was just thinking like, all right, like I always keep my mind open for like ideas, and I was like, oh, these people have some paint. Maybe we could take that paint and just like it somewhere in the warehouse so we had it and i don't know like the dots just connected and i thought of that idea okay here's one uh, 15 and 17 year old brothers starting their own business in 2021 and this is a nicely edited montage of you guys just 
throwing stuff in dumpsters. Do you, did you get? Do you edit this yourself? Yeah, I do all of the editing. Okay, and <laughs> and so yeah, this is like a retrospective of your company we're looking at. This isn't very good podcasting because I'm not describing what's happening. But we have all kinds of people on couches and moving, and it's and it's kind of uh, look at how far we've come, right? Yeah, I think okay. that those that style of content, kind of showing our story and where we're at now, is very inspiring for other people, which is why I like to do that. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what's this one? Let's see if we get some audio on this one. No, I don't have the audio. Never mind. So, it, it, how often do you post? Is this funny? Should I actually turn on the audio on this one? All right, all right. No, now I have to. That so, one's kind all of right, funny. All right, all right. Uh, you get, but but tell me how often you post while I get. This. I so a lot of people say you need to post like this many times a week, this hour of the day. At the end of the day, I think that that is just it's wrong because like the point of creating content is to like make good content and make an impact entertain people provide value whatever it is you're trying to do if you feel like you're forced to make those videos your your ideas are going to come unnaturally so i think like there might be one week where i post like five videos but there might be like a week or two that i i take off like it's very inconsistent because i only post when we have the best ideas and when when things come naturally and right hmm. okay so let's cue this one up hey oh. How many times have I told you how unacceptable this behavior is? Uh, there are children <laughs> out here. You li- you can't be just doing this wherever you want. So it looks this like is- he's getting peed on. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That, so that's kind of like a, a video I saw on TikTok hey, that someone what? else did. How and many- I just like recreated it in our okay. own way. Now, w- w- that was an actual pee, I'm going to guess. No, I no, it was okay. a water bottle. <laughs> it, did, it was pretty realistic. Yeah, some of our videos don't really have much to do with junk removal but we try to show like that young different like outside the box energy so even if it's not completely about junk removal we just like to kind of create for sure for sure so what's jake i'll pose this question to you what's what's fun about it so i mean i love working with my friends every day it's it's not only like where i used to come from maybe just playing sports or playing video games with my friends now it's more we all kind of shifted to to a more like realistic like real world aspect where we're all actually working mm-hmm. with each other so same group of guys and obviously we're making a lot of new friends and connections with with the other people I'm meeting but I definitely do love working with the the people I enjoy hanging out like, like on and off the job I mean you're <clears throat> you're a senior headed towards college so I mean you got to study a little bit at least yeah. how, how much <laughs> like how how many hours do you work per week, would you say? So it's very hard to, to gauge, I guess, just because it really just depends on, on how busy the week is with the stuff that we actually have to do. But we're also always trying to, to grow more and innovate as much as we can. So that's kind of where the, the extra hours could come in. So really, I guess you could say anywhere from, from five to six hours a day is what I, I try to focus on, like kind of the work that's already on my plate. But we always try to go further than that. With five, you're five to six hours a day on top of studying and going to class and everything. Yeah, pretty much. Really? Mm-hmm. Sheesh! Did you work him hard? I mean, <laughs> did, does he get vacation ever, Kirk, or anything like that? No. Jeez. I would. I would say like every day is a vacation for us because we love what we do. Oh come on! All right. Well, I mean, I, w- I listen. I give you credit. I wish I, I enjoyed removing uh, junk as much you guys do. But I mean, I'm being silly. But 
it is. It, it sounds like the the most gratifying part is that you you're building something and you're working together on it, which is which is just very cool. So I don't mean to be silly about it, but we are going to. What what have I left out about the this this mission and everything? Or not? By um, the way, I'll give the a big sh- picture. Yeah, go ahead. What's the so big where we're at now is obviously like locally, we're providing a lot of opportunity for like young teenagers. But my ultimate goal with Junk Teens is using our power through social media to reach teenagers and young people across the world to to have junk teens in every state, in every country that it can be. And I just want other teenagers, I want the power of the company to be in the teenagers' hands. I don't want an adult to be running this company and telling teens what to do. I want it to be owned and operated by teenagers across the world. And that's something that we're working on right now. And it's a it's a work in progress, but I think in the next year t- or two, we're going to have junk teens locations all over the place. And I don't want to take the money from those guys. I don't want to take a percentage, franchising, anything like that. I just want them to be able to use the name and me to be able to guide them with our our, our experience. So that's what we're working towards right now. So, but I have to ask, I mean, can't you take a cut? I mean, do- <laughs> I could, I could, but... I am. I'm taking a small cut, which is kind of like... Wait, the, this is, is this happening already? I'm working on it. Okay. It's, it's like, I want to make sure that I do this right. So I'm not just rushing into it. And I'm not necessarily just doing it for the money. I think it's this is the best way I can make an impact. Mm. And I, yeah, so I'm in the process of just mapping everything out so that I can be able to provide information to people so that they can basically give me like an upfront fee we're kind of consulting and licensing of the name. Mm. And that that's my goal because if I took a percentage, now those younger people, when they really need that money to be able to start and grow their business and I'm taking it from them, I just wouldn't feel like that's right. Yeah, so. from what I know of franchising, it, it sounds like a, a can't-miss deal, like you're going to get a Dunkin' Donuts franchise, but it's very expensive. It's, it's very hard to do. You have to follow incredibly strict rules. So... I imagine that would be refreshing for someone in a different market trying to start it. So, so you will take over the world of junk, the junk kings. I hope so. Yep. That's our dream. So it's so it's junkteens.com, right? Is where you go. Is is and like if people need it like today, is they go to the website and call yeah. you, email you. Yeah, or Jake's phone number is right on the website. So if somebody wants to call him, they can get right in touch with him and. If they need it gone today, just state that, and we can do our best to make that happen, and a lot of the times we can. Okay. Very cool. All right. We are going to do a round of good stuff where all three of us here will recommend something good for you, the listener. Before we do that, let me remind you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com is where you go if you want your own podcast. Podcasting is a great way to reach your audience, your market, your clients, your potential clients, your Everyone in your network will be amazed at the quality of the show that we produce for you. We can do it from our Westwood Mass studios, of course, but also in the privacy of your own home. It will be a seamless process. We'll ship you out a quality USB mic for you to get started. And why not become the next big podcast star? Pod617.com. It's the Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. All right, let's play a round of good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. All right, J. 
Jake, I'm going to call on you first because you've had the longest to prepare for this, which no granted is only a few minutes. But do you have something good? And it could be anything at all, of course, no rules here to recommend to our audience, something good. Definitely, yes. So working outside every day obviously takes a toll on the body. I, mm-hmm. and we need energy all the time, so I love a good a good energy drink or mm-hmm. even a coffee, but one of my go-tos would just be a nice cold monster energy drink. <laughs> That's Jake McKinney for Monster Energy Drink. That was pretty good. That sounded natural. What flavor do you like? Is just the, the original is, is my go-to. You're not a Red Bull guy? I mean, Red Bull is good. They're they're all pretty tasty, but it comes down a lot of a lot of empty monster cans in the junk teens trucks. I take it. Yes. Yep. And how about you, Kirk? I would say a YouTuber and mm-hmm. overall just content creator that I like that it, that inspires me is Alex Ramosi. and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can learn a lot of things about business and life from him. And I feel like he has some sort of inspiration behind some of the things that we do. So what's his typical, what's a typical post for him? Like what would be the topic? Like I would say he's big on sales okay. and being able to sell yourself is, is a very important part of being successful because you might be the smartest person in the world, but if you can't get out there and let people know who you are, what you're doing, then you'll never be able to provide that, that value to the right people. Good suggestion. It's it is if I've got this right, Alex Hormozzi. It's H O R M O Z I. Does yeah. that sound right? Okay, yeah. he's at Hormozzi on Instagram, mm-hmm. and if you Google his name, you'll get his YouTube channel and all that. So uh, good one. I don't know enough YouTubers. I I just you kids today with your YouTubers. I mean, well, then again, I'm the podcast guy, so I should talk. Uh, I'm going to recommend something that I just saw. Last was it last night I watched this? Yeah, on uh, Netflix. And there is a little bit of it's kind of on point because there's an entrepreneurial theme to this. And I'm just going to play the trailer, and it has to do with baseball as well. It's called The Saint of Second Chances on Netflix. Here's a little bit of the trailer. Start at a one, take it to a ten, and if it gets you arrested, we've gone too far. This is the true story of a family of baseball hustlers. My dad used to say, a hustler's not a con man. A hustler believes. Bang, that's one. All the fun stuff that happens at baseball games, fireworks, giveaways, you name it, they invented it. We're going to do something that are going to make people sit up and take notice. There was street theater wrapped around a ball game. What could possibly go wrong? 10,000 people on that field. Oh, that's what could go wrong. was an audience unlike we'd ever seen. I'm going to take it down there. So it's the story of Bill Vec and his son. But is it Mike Vec? I think. I don't know. Anyway, so so the famous moment that is actually referenced in the trailer is Bill Vec was a legendary owner of the Chicago White Sox. And in 1977, way before your guys' time, Disco music was a big thing, right? The BGs and everything, right? But there was this backlash among rock and roll fans, the Disco Sucks movement. And so they thought they would have a Disco Sucks night at the ballpark. And they had, they called it a Twi-Night doubleheader, I think, or whatever. In other words, there'd be a game and then the between, and then the, a second game. But in the middle, they do this like ceremony where they bring out this DJ to to literally blow up these disco records. And so they do this on the field at Comiskey Park. And all hell breaks loose. And instead of it just being a funny thing, everybody who showed up ran onto the field, and there's, they're smoking and drinking and tearing up the field. 
And so it kind of led to the downfall of like Bill at Bill Vec owning the White Sox. The problem was it was his son's idea, like it was his baby. So his son is like crushed. So the story is kind of his son kind of coming back, and then and eventually, have you guys ever been to a minor league baseball game, like uh, yeah, Pawtucket, Brockton, or yeah. whatever? They're like charming and they're sticky and they do all kinds of funny games on mascots on the field and all that kind of crap Mm -hmm. he kind of really invented it but it's kind of a touching story because he wants to make it up to his dad anyway the saint of second chances on uh, netflix will you guys watch it and get back to me yeah definitely do you guys get netflix have you heard of that no yeah yeah we know yeah okay so wait hold on i'm obligated to uh netflix okay thank you netflix not a sponsor of this show. So, once again, guys, you did awesome on the show. I hope you had a good time. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> I hope you had a good time. Did you have a good time? You were obligated you to say you oh, had a good yeah. time. All right. Great. They, are, they are the Junk Teens. And check them out at junkteens.com. And I still got a lot of junk, so I might be calling you guys pretty soon. So. Sounds good. <laughs> Best of luck to you. And a shout-out to my boy, Jake Ross, who uh, set up this interview. Jake, you're the man. What's that? Should I shout out your website or your, the build? The oh, I've got it right on my screen actually. Thebuildu.com, like it sounds. Thebuildu.com is where you find um, more about Jake Ross, PR and marketing professional. Thanks for being here, Jake. Good to see you. I taught him everything he knows, by the way. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you like our show, follow us. If you want your own podcast, go to pod617.com to get started. On behalf of the Junk Teens and Jake Ross, my boys, I want to say my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.